The little goose step over the 22 and into the in goal. And it's a try. And they rack up 100. And it's Tamara scoring for Queensland. G'day, folks, and welcome to another episode of Reds Radio. My name is Brendan Saucertel from Queensland Rugby Union. This week, I'm filling in for Team Mitch. And with me, I've got one of our St. George Queensland Reds Super W stars flanker, Natasha Puritakinen. Tash, how are we? Good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. No worries. Thanks for coming on. Now, Tash, obviously, it's uh, it's been a long time in isolation now. Uh, how, how's ISO life treating you? Yeah, it has been a long time. Um, I've actually really been enjoying it, to be honest. Time goes so fast and um, life is so busy. Everyone gets caught up with everything all the time and it just flashes before your eyes. So it's been a good opportunity to kind of stop and relax and recharge your batteries. Um, so, yeah, I'm loving it. Nice. And uh, you mentioned before we got on the call, you've still been able to to work from home with your personal insurance job. So that's obviously worked out for you quite well in this sort of scenario. Yeah, I'm lucky enough to still have my job. Um, I work with Next Level Wealth and they've been really accommodating to let us all work from home. Um, so that's been quite good as well. My dogs love having me home 24-7. So that's a positive of it, I guess. Very true. Very true. And I suppose it's a bit different for the girls in, compared to the guys team where while the fellows have just been able to, to focus on um, their training in this downtime, you know, a lot of the girls are still trying to manage work and, uh, and training from home, but it's, it's certainly a, a different scenario when you're not all together at Ballymore. Yeah, I mean, having the girls all together um, at Ballymore kind of keeps each other a little bit more accountable. Um, it's a bit hard to, I guess, get motivated when you're at home by yourself and there's not much else to do. But uh, we were lucky enough that Mo organised um, the six-week challenge, which she put up on our um, group page. So that really helped us all to keep us a little bit motivated, I think. Yeah, no. Well, you mentioned the six-week challenge there that uh, that Moana, our head coach, said. Obviously, um, Mo's massive on social media and it definitely uh, is, is a big part of how the, I suppose the team's managed in season. Um how awesome has it been to see all the girls that, you know, put in so much effort during that six weeks challenge and, and it was all up there to see on, uh, on social media. And I suppose it wasn't just the girls, the staff got involved too. Yeah, it was really motivating actually. Um, like if you had down days where you didn't feel like doing anything and see some of the girls put through their videos, um, it really made you want to get out there and give it your best shot. Cause you know, they're all doing the same thing. So they really kept us accountable and it was really helpful for all us girls, I think. And um, I suppose from a, you know, a mental health sort of point of view, you know, you mentioned it was motivating, but in terms of, I suppose, just keeping everyone's spirits up and staying connected, that's obviously really important during this time. How crucial was that, I suppose, when um, everyone's scenario started to change, that everyone knew that they still had their team behind them? Because there were a few girls that got sort of severely impacted by this and have had to, uh, you know, go out and find new jobs after being um, stood down and some, some harsh situations like that. Yeah, so I think it was really important to have that social media platform. Um, unfortunately, some of the girls weren't able to keep their jobs and had to choose different career paths or look for other opportunities. Um, but having us all connected on there, which Mo made sure we were doing, um, really kept us all um, in touch with each other and we could really check in. So I think that was really important for a lot of the girls who were going through a bit of a tough time. Um, and it just makes us all stay connected as a team as well. Um, I mean, if one girl feels that the rest of us are all kind of feeling it. So, yeah, I think it was really, really good to have that platform available for us. Very true. And I, I suppose for you at home, you had uh, a bit of um, 
I suppose, in-house motivation. Um, you and your partner, Meg, Meg Ward, who obviously she plays for the Broncos, you guys had your own um, Broncos versus Reds uh, cross-code challenge going on at home. Um, it kept you guys very busy across social for a few uh, weeks there and it even ended up on Channel 9 News. Yeah, that was um, a bit of a fun time in our lives, I guess. Um, so we kind of just... We're really competitive people, so we're, anything we do in life is a competition, whether it's brushing your teeth, getting dressed, anything like that. So we decided to start a bit of a challenge just to keep us busy and have a bit of fun with the kind of bad times that were happening. Um, so we went from Easter egg eating, Powerade sculling, limboing, anything we could kind of do just as a bit of fun, and we put it on social media. And, yeah, Channel 9 found a bit of fun out of it as well, and they ended up doing the... Um, the grand final, I guess you could say, on TV. So, yeah, that was that kept us fun. And, uh, that kept us fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can you edit that video? <laughs> I'll, I'll see. I'll see. Um, and in terms of uh, the end of that grand final, um, how much flack have you caught for falling over in the bush? Oh, so much. It's so embarrassing. I don't think I'm ever going to let it down. Um, people randomly just tag me in it all the time, just saying, oh, this is the hundredth time I've watched it. Never gets old. And I'm just like, yeah, thanks. Wasn't my um, finest finale, but, you know, it is what it is. So I just got to wait for the comeback. That's all right. We've all been there. It's <laughs> not on TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> probably doesn't top Avril's uh, trip of in that run out against uh, oh, I know. <laughs> yes, that was hilarious. And the funniest thing, I actually picked her up from that, um, that fall as well, Very running true. onto the field. So I forgot about that. yeah, yeah. A few people commented on that as well. So she must've palmed off her um, bad falling luck onto me somehow. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. With Meg at home, obviously being another uh, professional athlete, how awesome is it to have someone at home to train with who understands, I suppose, how um, how you need to keep sort of a higher standard of training um, while still in isolation. I think it's very easy for some people to, to go home and whether, you know, they get tied up in their, their family life or maybe their roommates aren't playing sport at that level. It can be very easy to, um, I suppose, for them not to quite grasp what you still got to try to do at home. But obviously, Meg knows what uh, you've got to try to achieve to a T. Yeah, we're really fortunate to have each other. Um, we both love training. We love training together. Um, our local gym, Fitness Hub, they lent us a whole bunch of gear so that we could keep training at home. So we um, just program at home and we'll go do some running down at the park occasionally. Um, it's just been so awesome. We can just motivate each other and some, we never get to train together. So this has been a really fun opportunity for us just to kind of push each other and motivate each other. So we're really enjoying it. And I suppose, uh, despite all the funny challenges on social, how competitive are you guys when you're, you know, maybe down doing a, a time trial or something like that at the park? Oh, so competitive. It's always, we're always pushing for a win, that's for sure. So. Now, Tash, obviously 2020 was a massive year for you. We spoke about this at the start of the season. Um, obviously, for those that don't know, Tash came in and was uh, in the Super W program leading into the 2019 season. Um, off the back of a really great Aon Uni 7 series with, with University of Queensland and then um, trained the house down in pre-season. I know our assistant coach at the time, Tyrell Barker, was super excited about what you could bring to the squad that year. And then unfortunately in a sevens tournament, um, 
a couple of weeks before the competition started, you did your ACL and that put you on the sideline for for a full year. But you finally made your comeback in that preseason game against the Fijiana and then obviously made your Super W debut in, in round one. How, how just how special was that to be able to pull on that Queensland jersey for the first time and, and actually experience Super W? It was so amazing and such a good opportunity, um, especially getting to run out there against Fijiana. That was a really good experience, get to playing an international team. Um, obviously, having that time off, it was pretty heartbreaking being right there a couple of weeks before the kickoff of the season. But um, that sport injuries happen um, and it made me all that more determined to get my opportunity to throw on that jersey. So it made it really special for me um, when I did get that opportunity. Um I spent a lot of time doing the rehab during the season. So, yeah, to be able to get out there and play and just loved every second of that season and being around with the girls, um, they just made it all that much sweeter. So, yeah. And with regards to, you know, your rehab and that road back, um, how special was it to have Meg there beside you through that um, to assist you along the way? Obviously, you know, it takes a, a lot to support someone who's coming back from a really serious injury and, it definitely helps when you've got someone there who who knows exactly what you're going through. Yeah, I was really fortunate to have her. Um, don't know how I would have done it without her, to be honest, but um, she was really there. As much as it was a physical injury, um, mentally it really affected me, uh, not being able to play sport. I've played sport for my whole life, so her being an athlete as well, she really understands how much that hurts when you don't get to do something you love um, for a whole year, but yeah, she was so supportive and always there for me and always there to put a smile on my face. So, yeah, I really appreciate of her. And I know that um, you also had a lot of help from from a gym over in Inogra and um, a few of the trainers there that um, really assisted you once you were able to sort of get back on your feet and actually start doing some training. Yeah, I did my rehab at um, Resistance Sports Science at Inogra um, with the owner, Dan. He was so amazing. He um, he kept me accountable. He helped me get back fitter and stronger than I was before I even done my injury. So I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to meet him. Um, yeah, I couldn't have done it without him either. So that was, that was really good help from him. And I suppose, you know, when you had that serious injury, and as you said, you played sport all your life. Um, did you ever, ever have any thoughts about, you know, not coming back or not pushing for Super W or did you always want to get back to that level? As soon as I'd done it, to be honest, I knew that I was going to be back. There was nothing that a little injury was going to hold me back from. Um, you recover from these things and that's what you have all the help from your rehab specialist for. Um, and you've got all those support networks around you and, yeah, I didn't have any second thoughts that I wasn't going to come back. No, that's awesome. I suppose having played that uh, that Super W season now, getting to play everyone around the state and, and well, not just the state, the country, I should say, and um, play all the different state representative teams. How did you enjoy the experience um, actually, you know, playing that level of footy week in, week out? It was such a good experience. Like playing that higher quality um, football was really amazing. Getting to meet all the girls from different states, different teams. Um, you can really tell that everyone put in a lot of effort to be in that competition and I think it showed when you played those games and, yeah, it was just such a good experience and I can't wait for next year. Now, obviously, you made your Super W debut over in Perth. It's, it's a long trek over there, often, um, you know, the long-haul long, long haul flight in terms of Australian long-haul flights. 
um, can, I suppose, distract a little bit from the occasion. But what was sort of going through your head as you ran out onto the field there in that Queensland Super W jersey for the first time? Uh, getting to put on that jersey was such a good opportunity. Um, I'm really thankful for that. I really just wanted to do the jersey proud, do my state proud, do my team proud. Um, and that's pretty much all that I was thinking about. I just wanted to go out and give it 110% and everything I got and not just do it for myself, but do it for the girls as well. So it was a really exciting time for me. Obviously for the team, Tash, um, the season ended quite abruptly um, with, with the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic and you guys have only experienced that one very narrow loss to New South Wales at Ballymore in a match that really could have gone either way. Um, when the announcement came out that the finals weren't going to be played for Super W, how did the team sort of take that news and I suppose individually and collectively, what was sort of the reaction from the girls? It was really disappointing, to be honest. Um, we unfortunately didn't get the win against New South Wales on our home turf, um, so that really hurt us all a lot. Um, but they played a good round game and they came out on top. So I guess they deserved that win in the end. Um, yeah, we were really looking forward to meeting them in the final and hopefully getting our redemption then. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case this year. But I think all we can do is look forward to next year and try and be really positive and be ready and prepared for that game next year. Very true. Now, it was also announced today um, that there's going to be a, a review into women's rugby here in Australia across both sevens and fifteens. Obviously, next year is going to be a massive year for rugby, both men's and women's. We're going to have the Olympics, which is going to, which will have been moved from this year to next year, and then we're going to roll into a women's World Cup in New Zealand. Um, should everything go to plan, and obviously that's going to take a lot of resources and all that sort of stuff to get that up and running. So the the powers that be are going to have a look at um, what sort of competitions can be structured to best serve those two um, major worldwide events. Um, for you personally, Tash, I know you, you've got aspirations to hopefully pull on a, a green and gold jumper. What would you like to see for the women's game in, in 2021? Yeah, definitely love to pull on a green and gold jumper. Like representing your country would just be such an amazing feeling. Um, what they've brought out today about pushing the season potentially back um, closer to the uh, World Cup, I think it has its positive and negatives. Um, I think it would be a good thing being able to play such quality footy leading into the World Cup. Um, it would be good preparation for the girls. Um, but in saying that, you need to consider the team's work rate um, and potential injuries that can come off the back of um, playing back-to-back quality footy. Um, so I think that's just something that they need to consider as well and kind of weigh up. But, yeah, I think it definitely has its positives and negatives. It's a fair point. I suppose what a lot of people probably don't quite appreciate is um, at the last World Cup in 2017, this wasn't that long ago, um, that year the girls, their preparation for that tournament was a three-week trip to New Zealand where they played England, New Zealand and, and Canada. And then off the back of that, they all came home. There was individual training camps. And then everyone got together in Sydney and flew out to the World Cup. So in terms of preparation now, there's been three seasons of Super W. I'd say club rugby is on the improve. And there's a wider international season. Now, Tash, I know while you weren't a part of that, 
there's plenty of girls still involved who are all part of that Wallaroos program who are still playing now. What's the hype like within the playing cohort just in terms of excitement around um, the improvements that we're making at the international stage and chances heading into the World Cup next year? I think it's really exciting for everyone to get to play like that high level of football um, with it not looking like it might go ahead um, getting to play New Zealand and whatnot at the end of this year. Um, that's pretty unfortunate, but um, these are random circumstances that you yeah, unfortunately can't control. Um, but I think it's just all the girls are just really excited. Everyone just wants to play footy, um, get a few good quality games in. So I think if they get that opportunity leading into the World Cup next year, that'll um, be really exciting for everyone. I think it's just it's a, just a case of the girls playing more games at that level. I know, having been on those two trips in 2017, the, the exponential improvement of the team was immense. And it just came down to time on field and building combinations uh, and some cohesion within the team. Um, you know, they went from losing to our host island in our first pool game to then beating them um, to go on to the... Um, was the fourth or the fifth place playoff um must be in the fifth place playoff um over in uh, up in belfast and you know within those few few games across a few weeks there was you know a massive change within the team and the group and it just came down to actually time on field yeah i think playing those really good games and um, that's it the only way you can um, get better at playing high quality footy is playing really good teams, getting that experience, um, kind of nutting out anything you need to finalise before the World Cup. Um, getting those high quality games in is really important. So I think to get the opportunity to do that um, will be really beneficial for the girls in the lead up to it. Very true. Now, Tash, just to throw away from uh, the top level side of things for a second, I think it's worth um, for some of our female athletes exploring how you first got into rugby because obviously not everyone gets in at a young age and plays from you know under eights up like a lot of the men. Um, there's a few, a few girls within our squad who, who are late coming to the game and um, I think you're one of those girls. I believe you started your, your sort of athletic career within touch, if I'm correct. Yeah, I did. I actually just um, started playing just... Um, casual touch footy with a few work friends um, that kind of just led into getting a little bit more competitive and more competitive. And um, I was actually playing with one of my friends, Morgan Tioka, who um, started sevens at um, UQ in the city. And she said, Oh, just come down and have a try and see how you go. And so I did. And that kind of just kicked off my journey. And as soon as I went to the first training, I just loved the intensity and, um, being around all the girls, they were also welcoming, and yeah, I've just loved it ever since. So, so twenty eighteen was really your first year of rugby. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been about twenty eighteen. Wasn't that long ago. Yeah, because it would have been that twenty eighteen Aon series, then leading into two thousand nineteen preseason. If I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I played the Aon series and then led into Super W. So I suppose to make that progression that quickly to be pulled on a Queensland jersey. Did you ever sort of picture that when you first rocked up at UQ to pull on the boots for the first time? No, not really. I hadn't even really considered playing 15s, to be honest. Um, but 
yeah, I just, I always love a challenge and I love learning and I love developing. So that was kind of the next step at that stage. I went and played the club rugby and then it led into Super W season, which gave me a really good opportunity to um, grow as a player and grow as a person. And so I was really thankful to get to do that. I suppose there's probably a fair few girls out there who are potentially apprehensive about giving rugby a, a try. Um, what would be your message to, to girls in terms of getting involved and experiencing the sport? I think you don't know if you don't try. You just Some things you just got to jump in and you either like it or you don't, And but you don't find out until you do it. So if you're having any second thoughts, just you got nothing to lose, just go and give it a go and see if you like it. Might pay off. Well, it certainly paid off for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in terms of um, while you're growing up, were you involved in many sports sort of while you're at school and things like that? Yeah, I always played plenty of sports when I was younger. I did just about everything. I did, think I did soccer, hockey, um, touch football, swimming, um, cricket at one stage maybe. Um, I was big into softball in my high school years and um, finishing high school. That was probably my biggest sport. But I've always just loved the competitive nature, um, having teammates. It's always just been a really good experience for me and something um, I find as a release. So I just love sport, really. Anything, doesn't matter what it is. I suppose having played so many different sports and I suppose while that team culture um, crosses over between a lot of those. What sort of do you reckon sets rugby apart from those that, you know, has, I suppose, captured your your love of the game? I kind of think it's like the girls just put their bodies on the line for each other and they just love, um, just love the contact and they're willing to do anything for you. It's a really good camaraderie um, and you can really tell that when you're out on the field and we all get along so well. So I think kind of having respect for each other that they're willing to um, bow you out of a tackle or do whatever, like they're willing to help you out and put their bodies there for you. So I think that's really probably something that set it apart from the other sports for me. Very cool. All right, well. The last uh, little segment of our podcast that um, we've been doing with, with all the the Reds men's team is the quick fire 10, just to find out uh, a bit of insight into um, the squad. So we'll be doing the same for you and hopefully uh, you haven't got any stitch-ups for the girls. <laughs> hopefully not. Find out. Yeah. All right. Um, so Tash, who would you rate as your most annoying team member? Most annoying, I'm going to go Kobe Jane on the field because she'll just yell at you from the back of the ruck constantly. So That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yep. The little general. She is. All right. Well, on the other end of the scale, um, most skillful. Skillful. I reckon you'd have to say Lavinia Gould. She is just all round good at absolutely everything. You can't fault her. She's played sevens. She's played NRL. She's just a wonder woman, really. I honestly don't know how she does it, but she's such a great player. So she'd be most skillful for me. That's a fair comment. She'd be our, our oldest athlete within the squad and she won the uh, won the six-week challenge. Yep, oldest, fittest, you name it. Vinny's it. She's honestly just a machine. No, that's a fair one. Um, who do you reckon would be the most uncoordinated? 
easy Avril Mitchell if you didn't see her falling. <laughs> Stacking it onto the field in our last game. That was just, I'll never get over that, I don't think. <laughs> it's probably fair. I, don't, yeah. I find Avril quite like unassuming. Like, um, as a player, you know, she just comes up with these massive hits um, out of nowhere. Like, she's a defensive machine. Oh, she is. I just, I don't know, you don't get the vibe that you're sort of going to ex- expect that. Like, when you see a player like um, like Okaroa, for example, as someone who's quite hard-nosed and physical, that's sort of what you expect. Whereas, you know, Avril nails her stuff at line-out time in terms of her throwing and then absolutely lays on these massive hits. Um, and she's had some pretty decent uh, runs down the sideline at times as well. Avril is very deceiving. She's a quiet assassin. So she trains her butt off. She's the hardest trainer that I know. Um, and, yeah, people don't expect that she's about to smash her and she'll just come out of nowhere. And, yeah, she really is a silent assassin, I think. Very true. Well, I suppose on that note, who would you say is the most underrated within the team? Underrated. I reckon Oki would have to give it a good go. She um she just comes out with some flying, crashing tackles. She I would not want to be on the end of one of her hits. Um, her no look flip passes they're just phenomenal. Um, yeah, I reckon she's very underrated and very good. No, she definitely had a very good season there in her first season of Super W. I suppose you guys are on a, a similar trajectory. Um, although I don't know if she's going to be playing rugby anytime again soon because uh, she's uh, found out in isolation that she's pregnant again. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that. There you go. How well, did you know that before I knew that? You just needed to be on the player Zoom chat. Oh, well, that's super exciting for her, but unfortunate for the team. But, no, that's amazing. That's really exciting for her. No, definitely. She's, uh, she's a hardworking mum, so credit to her. Definitely. Um, I suppose off the back of uh, Okaroa and Avril, who would you rate as the hardest hitter within the team? Oh, can I nominate the same person twice? You can nominate the same person twice. Oki, for sure. She actually almost knocked Avril out one training session. Um, it was just honestly massive. I don't know how she doesn't kill people. <laughs> Fair call. Um, on the other end of the scale, in terms of attack, who do you reckon is the hardest ball runner? Oh, that has to be Raya. She hits some mean lines. She is a gun. Like, give her the ball and she'll find a hole and hit such a good space and she's just off. And she's so powerful in her legs that she makes so many metres. So definitely Raya. Yeah, no, well, Mariah obviously came into the squad. Uh, well, she's been in the squad for sort of the last two years, working hard and in in the back back behind the curtains, I suppose you'd say, but um, got her opportunity this year and definitely made the most of it, that's for sure. She did. She absolutely killed it this year and can't wait to see what she's got on next year. In terms of opposition players, who do you reckon is the hardest player you've come up against? I'd have to go with Gracie Hamilton. She's just got such a strong run, um, hits really good lines. She's really hard to get down. Um, so, yeah, she'd have to be one of the strongest players I've played against. I would say you're not the only uh, player within Super W that would come up with that as an answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty standard. She's definitely one to watch, so. Definitely. Um, 
I suppose this is one for for a bit of off field. Who do you, who thinks that they're the funniest within the team? Who thinks they're the funniest? I think Laurie thinks she's pretty funny. Admittedly, sometimes she is quite funny, but I, she definitely knows it as well. I think so. If that counts. No, that's fair. She's uh, she's she's definitely got a kooky personality, Laurie. Yep. Or. Good. All right. Well, best teammate. Mm. Best teammate. I think I'm going to go with Avril for that one. I know I've already put her down for something else, but she's really motivating. She always makes you um, push to be your best. She's always fighting for her position and makes everyone fight for their own position. And she's a bit of a good laugh as well. So I don't mind old Avril. No, that's a fair call. She's got a very interesting sense of humour. She does. It's very interesting. She honestly does. But you know what? Avril's just Avril and you don't find many people like Avril, so it's really refreshing to have someone different around like that. That's true. You've always got a lot of respect for people who are like unashamedly themselves. Definitely. And that's Avril all over. All right. Well, to wrap things up, the final of our quick final 10, who would be your favourite rugby player of all time. And given that you haven't been involved with rugby for all that long, I'll give you a chance to say who's sort of an athlete that you looked up to from from any sport growing up. Uh, Through my rugby career, my aspiration would probably be David Pocock. Um, He's just got a great attitude. I end up watching a lot of his videos um, before I actually play a great game because he's just so good at the breakdown and he's – um, a big aspiration for how I want to play my game. Uh, really aggressive and um, really motivating for me. So David Pocock would be my rugby inspiration. Okay. In terms of my other athlete, um, I watched a lot of rugby league as I was growing up. So I reckon I'd have to pick Jonathan Thurston. Um, he just had such a good read for the game. Um, Everyone loved him. He had such a good attitude as well. Um, so he was always just really inspiring to watch. Mm. Well, I don't think you're the only person in Queensland who would have JT in their list of uh, all-time favourite athletes. That's a fair call. Yeah, well, he's just a legend, so you can't blame him. Very true. All right, Tash. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's uh, been interesting getting a bit of insight into uh, what you've been doing in isolation and your background in rugby. So um, thanks very much for, for being so open and giving the fans um, some some great listening. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been lots of fun. All right. Thanks, Tash. And hopefully we will see you back on a footy field in the near future. Fingers crossed.